What's up, everybody? I am Casey Mo. Alongside me, I have none other than my main man, Ali John. And you guys are now tuned into yet another episode of Champions Corner here at our home base of LRM Network. Ali, what's good? What's good, Joe? What's up? I'm cooling. How are you? I'm all right. Can't complain. Yeah. Hot enough for you? Yeah. This. <laughs> In the middle of this nasty, nasty, nasty heat No, wave. it's definitely nasty outside. And people wonder why I say I hate summer. Can't stand it. You know what? I think I'm getting to that point, too. Yeah, to where, like, summer is, like, not the thing for me. Yeah, I'm too old. I'm too old to be being hot like this, show. Like, it's, it's a wrap for me. I'm too old. <laughs> Yeah, How you too old to be hot? I'm too old. So old to people be don't hot, get hot. Bro. Nah, bro, old son, you know old people don't be hot because old people don't really be running the AC like that. Oh. They just be sitting in the crib, window nah. open, who door ha- who open. House? Who house? My house. <laughs> Polar Express out that month. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> this this this. This weather be the, the weather where I wish I had central air in the crib. Just everywhere I go, just cold. I'm not going to lie, fresh. though. The window ACs definitely hit, though. They do. A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. I stole my mom AC this year. I'm sorry, mom. But, <laughs> what? Yeah, nah, it, so you let it, your mom be hot? Nah, she got my AC. She got my old AC. Was so it broke? No, nah, it wasn't broken. Nothing. Hers was just a little bit more modern. You feel what I'm saying? Like <laughs> now I got Yo, I got yeah, energy hell. saver on mine. I got I got my favorite thing is the timer. So, like, when I go to sleep, like, say if I go to sleep at, like, 12, I'll put the timer on for, like, four hours. So, then it'll turn off at 4 a.m. by itself, and then I'm... I'm you get to wake up and yeah, be at... You feel me? Okay. That's, that's okay. my favorite feature on that. You feel me? Okay. But next year, I'll probably buy a new one. Yeah. I, I honestly probably would prefer that type of AC. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's the best. You have more control. Yeah. If you want to say. So, we're going to start out like this. Yesterday was very hectic for social media. Once again, um, we had an incident that occurred in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, last Friday, a um, YT man by the name of Edward Matthews, but we're going to call him Fat Fuck because that's <laughs> what he is. So last Friday, Fat Fuck had an um, incident with an African-American man. But I actually think he was African because I heard like a little bit of an accent. In which escalated into um, fat fuck calling the African-American man the N-word with the E-R. Don't want to say it. Mm. Um, Monkey. All type of derogatory terms for African-American people. It was disgusting. Um, But anyway, to say the least, he decided it was okay for him to tell everybody to pull up and catch him outside so guess what jersey did you know we how jersey him outside, you <laughs> feel me no jersey <laughs> can't tell jersey to pull up and not expect them to pull absolutely. up absolutely yeah. absolutely and yeah. as much as i hate to see things like that happen um to that magnitude to our people i was so proud to see jersey mm. really show up and and stand the fuck up for what it is that we believe in yeah. black lives do matter um, let's not forget what we're fighting for. Um, I just don't know if I feel like there's going to be any real repercussions. That's me. Um, well, for one, that was beautifully said. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, thank you. Um, I, I didn't watch the video because I don't really like seeing stuff like that. 
You feel me? It just does something to my psyche. I don't really like oh, that. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm kept abreast with the story and all in all, uh it's we still living in a rough time. Yeah. No matter how we wanna cut it, slice it and dice it. You feel what I'm saying? We still in a rough time and you know, I don't think any real, real, real punishment will be laid down of to him. So because mm-hmm. like honestly, like there's no like real law to be like to be against racist. Like yeah. ain't no real law. Like you verbally assaulted and verbally abused a man, so mm-hmm. like that's a charge, but there's no real law against racism. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Like so it's not too much can happen, but I'm just glad to see one jersey uh jersey come together and be and be portrayed in a positive light mm-hmm. because you know we at the end of the day even though there's a big north jersey south jersey divide it's We're all still jersey yeah it's cool to you know finally see new jersey as the north and the south come together for you know one specific cause because we could beef with each other all the time but once the outsider come in you can't do that. Yep. You feel me? This is a family dispute. Ain't that can't nobody exactly. can't nobody from the outside <laughs> talk about family. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I seen I seen a video of, of the police taking him out out of his out of his crib. Yeah. You know, it was like it was a crowd of people out there. As soon as they took him out the crib, they was just launching stuff at him. Yeah. Like and you know, Bottles, I can't water. I can't tell nobody how to feel. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Because I wasn't there. I ain't gonna tell people to I ain't gonna tell people to to not throw things, cause. But you basically feel like there was a more peaceful way for it. To yeah, be there's a, there's always a more peaceful way, but you know we've been oppressed and stepped on for so long. Sometimes it's the only way we can get our point across. Mm-hmm. So right. I ain't mad at it. If this how if this how they gotta feel you, then it's how they gotta feel you. Yeah, that's it. The arrest to me just seemed more like a. Like a here, damn. All right, we we gonna take him out. Like all yeah. right, all right, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, it didn't really feel to me like it was something that they wanted to do. Yeah, it was more so something that they had to do mm-hmm. at the moment because yeah. they knew shit was gonna get even more real. Yeah. Um, for that individual, but very sick. Um, salute to everybody that showed up and showed out yesterday because that mm-hmm. was really dope. Yeah. Um, and we just gotta keep our foots on their necks, man, yeah. or else. Shit just gonna keep happening. I mean, it's gonna keep yeah, happening anyway. Keep happening. But just to see people actually taking a stand for what they believed in was definitely dope. Yeah, so. I lowkey think that the cops only really got them and arrested them because for safety, probably. Like, yeah, safety reasons. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because you can't have that large amount of people outside of somebody's crib, and one not be a disturbance to the neighborhood, uh-huh. to the the man's safety, the safety of the the rest of his neighbors who probably have nothing to do with that. But you know, just because of proximity. A lot of things could go left, so they definitely had to do that, and I feel like that was the only reason why they did that, not because of racist exactly. comments or whatever. But gotta, you know, we gotta just keep holding people accountable. Yeah, at this point, we just we just gotta take these uh, these small victories and keep pushing forward, and hope they lead to bigger and more meaningful yeah. victories. Um, speaking of accountability, moves on to um, my next topic. We have. Shakari Richardson. Did I say Shakari? Shakari. Excuse me, sister. Shakari <laughs> Richardson, um, who failed a marijuana drug test mm-hmm. for marijuana the other day, will not be able to participate in the Olympics this year. I'm so mm-hmm. sad. What was your take on that story? Um, it's very unfortunate. Of course, yeah. it's always very unfortunate because you know she kind of took the social media war by storm mm-hmm. within the past two and a half, three weeks. And you know we we were set to have uh, a duel between uh, 
Jamaica, Shelly Ann Frazier yes. and Shakari Richardson. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm not here to say who was gonna win or who was gonna lose, but you feel me? It was it's a dude that we were deprived from, you feel what I'm saying? And she uh at the end of the day, she knows she can't do that. Yeah. And she expressed that, you feel me? And you know, she gave her reasoning because, you know, I was dealing with a lot. My mother had passed. Yeah. I had to find that out secondhand through a reporter, not even from my family, from mm-hmm. a reporter. You feel what I'm saying? And that's how she decided to cope. And, you know, she understood what she did. She knew the rules. And, you know, she's not crying or complaining about the consequences. She didn't appeal the suspension. I mean, she didn't she didn't appeal the suspension. Yeah. So, like, she already knew what it was. Right. And, you know, it is what it is. It's very unfortunate. But, you know rules are rules yeah and i know a lot of people are like really upset and i mean i guess you have every right to be if you that's how you want to call it but i think the situation at hand goes further than just the olympics Mm -hmm. i think that we really have to start paying attention to our peers and their mental health Mm -hmm. because it's like we hold them at a high standard for whatever their profession is but we're really not looking at what it is that they have going on around them a prime example the tennis player well, I Naomi Osaka. Yes. Yeah. Who was like, look, I got shit going on right now, and this can't be my 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 main focus. I mm. understand this is my job to entertain you guys, but what goes on in here? If I can't do that, I can't do this. Yeah. And I think that's what we really have to pay attention to when we start, you know, getting into these these professions and games and. Yeah. This has to be a main focus for our athletes because it's a thing with like. When somebody becomes a super popular athlete, it's almost like they're not human anymore. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, people think whatever they say can't affect these people. Yep. These people are supposed to be perfect. They can't make any mistakes. And because they have this money, this fame, and this stature, that they just can't make a wrong decision. Exactly. These people are all human. Like, I was telling people, Shakari is 20, 21. Still young. Y'all couldn't tell me at all. If I was 20 years old, 21 years old, on top of the world, the fastest woman in the United States of America, I'd probably be in jail. Are you kidding me? I'd have been yeah. tweaking. I'd have been in jail. Like, you feel me? It's just, it's so much that comes with that. And it's so yeah. much pressure on people. So you don't ever want to add more pressure than what they're already feeling because at the end of the day they're human no human being is supposed to be under this much pressure and this much scrutiny it's Mm -hmm. not healthy for you it's not healthy for your brain it's not healthy for your family it's Mm -hmm. just not it's not a healthy situation at all and shout out to naomi osaka for real because it first started how it first started out uh she said i won't be doing any interviews at i forget which major championship it was because of you know i want to prioritize my mental health like mm-hmm. you know a lot of these interviews make me like they nervous. they make me nervous like my nerves just you know so i'm just want to prioritize my mental health and then you know people started to make it a huge ordeal i think the world tennis association started making it a big ordeal and she said you know what that's fine um i'm just gonna pull out of exactly. the tournament altogether like i don't i didn't mean to become a distraction for anything and you know i think now they're standing behind her because mm-hmm. they see how much right how how powerful she is and the kind of people that she has behind her and i feel like mental health is mental health is already starting to be a big thing in sports Mm -hmm. but i think it's going to start becoming even bigger and more of a more of a hot topic because these people are human still and they deal with they deal with the same thing that we deal with just on a grander scale and it's crazy because i think that the mental health struggle um, I'm not saying that older people don't struggle, but it's mainly coming down hard on us young people. Yeah. <laughs> like ages 20 and up. 
Yeah. I'm not again. I'm not saying that older people don't have those type of issues, but we have so much pressure on us. Yeah. And like just out of transparency, I'm 25, and I struggle a lot with anxiety. Like sometimes your brain just causes you to overthink things, mm. and then especially when you're in a position of I guess you can say like a higher power, like we have our own platform. You want to be perfect. You want to be great. It's right. like, oh my God, what if I run out of things to say? What if I don't do this right? And for me, I'm a mom. So it's like, oh my God, did I parent good today? Like, right. did I discipline my child in the right way? Like things just go through your mind <laughs> so frequently and so yeah. fast. It's like you lose control over yeah. like balancing those things. Yeah. And older people, sometimes they don't understand that because they're used to, moving at a certain pace so for them it's like it's what they know i feel like what it is between the the older generation and the younger generation is that the older generation there was only like one way to do things yes uh right it was a straight line it was no turns there was no glitches in the system Mm -hmm. it's just this is how it's supposed to be this is the way i'm gonna do it because this is the way i was taught and that's final that's it Mm -hmm. with us we have the benefit of you know the internet social media seeing okay. things be seeing things being done in in different ways and different facets like us in this generation if we don't like the way something is going we're going to change it absolutely if we hate this job we're not going to we're not going to stay at this job that we hate because mm-hmm. it pays us well no we're going to leave thank you we're going to leave you <laughs> feel what i'm saying Hello. so it's, it's that's how i feel like the biggest disconnect we're the generation of change like we're always going to change something and i feel like that's going to make us a lot more versatile mm-hmm. It's going to make us a lot more well-rounded. Yep. And I feel like it's only going to get it's only going to get bigger and better as we raise our children now. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're going to teach them new ways to do things. Hey, maybe our way isn't the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm open to seeing what other ways. I can possibly do it. Exactly. That's I feel like that's the, the biggest that's disconnect. So yeah. I have that conversation with my grandmother like all the time. Because it's like, as much as I appreciate um, hearing her opinion on things, mm-hmm. it's so different because the times have changed. Right. So it's like, well, you can do this and like you'll make so much more money. And I'm like, but how many people do you know right now that are in a position to where they're doing what pays the bills, but they're unhappy? Exactly. Like you meet so many of those people on a daily, mm-hmm. those big corporations, they, like those pe- those rich I'm not going to say white because it's not just white people, but mm. those rich people in power, they're, not always I'm really happy. They're not. They're not. <laughs> and they turn to other things yeah. beyond marijuana. Yeah. That's why their, uh, their, you know, life outside of work be so like crazy. Exactly. Because they're mm. not, they're unhappy with what they do, what they have to do. Like it's, it's terrible. And yeah. it's when you see those shows where it's like the rich white lawyer he you know he leaves his job and he goes to like the dirtiest fucking strip club and he's yeah. snorting coke and yeah. he in the fucking hotel yeah. a whole bunch of whores like that that's really how it is they're not happy so they turn to the as ollie would call it the low-hanging fruit <laughs> the low-hanging fruit <laughs> and they're tempted and yeah. they bite it and yeah. you feel me they get what crazy. they get but it's 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 crazy it's crazy because like you always want to do something that you love and you always want to be like compensated well Absolutely. at the same time. Yeah. Like in a lot of those times, you're not. <laughs> those two things don't align mm-hmm. as well as they should. So we're just stuck in that balance yeah. to where, yo, we need something that's going to like pay the bills 
and we need to do something that we love and we're trying to get as close together we're trying to get those two things as close together as possible so we can be we could just be sane not even happy just be sane Mm -hmm. and we just don't want to go crazy okay so i have a question we both went to school Mm -hmm. um i'm assuming what's your degree in com studies okay we both have the same title on our degree Mm -hmm. do you feel as though going to college helped you within your career or is something you could have done without um i think i think a little bit of both okay like i say both because a lot of the a lot of the skills that i learned in in college it's like i could have learned that by watching a whole bunch of videos you Mm -hmm. feel what i'm saying i definitely could have learned that but it's something to be said about just going there every day and especially in our field learning how to communicate with different people Mm -hmm. like we see different people almost every day being in a being in a class setting and learning how to express yourself learning how to express your opinions properly learning how to um how can i say this learning how to moderate your opinion learning how to filter your opinion learning how to filter your thoughts so they come out a lot smoother School teaches you how to be politically correct as well, because we're going to be liars if we say that we don't have to be politically correct in this world. So it definitely teaches you how to be politically correct. And it teaches you how to respect other people's opinions. Yeah. Because and it also teaches you that not everybody like not your opinion doesn't have to be heard all the time. Like you may have a valid point, but your opinion just doesn't need to be heard sometimes. That's something I struggle with. I don't know if it's just because I'm me. I don't know if it's because I'm a stubborn ass Taurus, but oh god, it's definitely because you're a Taurus. What? One hundred percent. Anyway, <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. I just have that that mindset. Like I just can't keep my fucking mouth shut. That's, if I feel some type of way, I I have like I feel like I have to speak on it. It's, <laughs> it's so it, hard. Not it to. really it really depends on that matter though. Like I've definitely learned that like. If I feel super duper strongly about something, then you feel me, I'll probably speak on it. But I always think, like, before I give my opinion, yo, is this going to shift the course of conversation? Is this shift, if this, is this going to shift the course of the person's train of thought? Is this really needed right now? Does this need to be heard? And if the answer is no to all them questions, so what if you get two yeses and a no, or like what if they mix and match answers? Then you gotta. Then you're gonna have to debate with yourself which one is more important to you. Mm. Is it like does the shift in the conversation more important to you? Is the shift in a person's train of thought more important to you? Like that's when you gotta start, you know, okay. figuring out which one is more important to you. I just feel like in a lot of aspects of like my life, I play small in so many like fields mm. that now it's like I don't want to play small no more. Like. I want you to hear what the fuck I have to say. Because <laughs> like you ever been in so many situations where you just, like, you know what, you got it. All right, I'm not going to say nothing. Right. And then that shit, it, it doesn't do you any good. Because right. it's like, sometimes people really do need to hear yeah. how you feel or whatever it is that you need to say. And there's definitely certain points in your life, certain parts, certain areas of your life where you should never compromise your voice. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like, I feel like, especially in this space that we're in, because we have a platform, I don't feel like you should ever compromise your voice here. Mm-hmm. Never ever. Actually, it's good that you have a lot to say. You feel what I'm saying? People it don't need be to hear here, you. Though. It'd be, it'd be of course, listen. Of course, we <laughs> listen. I already know what you're talking about. It'd be <laughs> shit that I really probably don't need to say. But my mom's like, you always gotta get the last word. Yep. 
Mm. Y'all gonna hear me today. Uh, you know it's crazy. <laughs> you know it's crazy. You might go through that same struggle with your daughter. Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, uh, having a baby girl is not for the weak. I can imagine. I, I was okay at first, but now she's getting older, and it's like I'll be like, "Oh, girl, I just want to." She be talking neck. back to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. My daughter does talk back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to laugh at it though, because I'd be like, "Girl, you are your mother's child." But yeah. then other times, it'd be like, "All right, look, I'm your mama. You child. I'm your mama now. <laughs> Listen, I'm your mama now. So you better, you better relax." Yeah, she she be forgetting. Yeah, love but, kids though. So pure. Mm. They don't know no better. They're so pure. Uh-uh. <laughs> I guess. That's why. I, that's why I want to have a daughter second. You know, I don't even know if I want a. I, I, I do want a boy, but I live with one, and let me tell you, it compromises how I feel a little bit. Why? Because y'all dirty. <laughs> All right. Boy, men are so. Yeah. Dirty. All right. Listen. This. This is what we're gonna do, right? This is what we're gonna do. How old is your brother? Sixteen. Oh yeah, he's at that stage. He's at, he's at the phase now. Like, there's a phase in a boy's life where they not <clears throat> dirty, but like they don't practice the most cleanliness of habits. Oh, you right? had you had this problem. I think I think I don't want to speak for all men. <laughs> like, I don't want to speak for all men, but I feel like a good majority of of kids when they go through a certain phase where they don't practice the most cleanliness of habits is usually right when they start puberty. Because their body is changing and they don't know what's going on. Mm. So, like, when you was 12 and you could just take one shower a day and never smell bad. And then one day when you're 14, one shower is not enough for you. Now you got to take two or three because there's just a certain odor coming from your body that you've never experienced before. Like, one day you wake up and just shit is different. You feel what I'm saying? So, I feel like, but once a boy gets past that phase, like that phase and it's, di- it's at different ages for everyone once a boy gets past that phase it's, it's usually good mm. yeah because then you know things start to stick in their brain and it's usually when you know they start liking girls a lot because when, mm. when when boys start liking girls a lot like you know it'll change stuff things will change i hear you oh. yeah nah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt right now but you know <laughs> oh whatever Anywho, uh, a couple of days ago, um, Mr. Bill Cosby was released from prison um, off of, I, I can't even say what charges because everybody has a different story at this point. For what we know, he was allegedly accused of raping, drugging, underage, and the right age. I, forgot, I don't know the fucking word. Women. <laughs> the right age. So that's been a huge discussion on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are happy that Mr. Cosby is out, mm-hmm. um, released free. Reasonings depends on who you ask. Right, definitely <laughs> um, depends. How you feel about it? Um, I really, I was talking about this with somebody, I think yesterday. I really don't have no opinion on this. Yeah. Like, I really don't. I'm not one way or another. I really don't have an opinion on this. Like... That's crazy because when I saw the headline, I felt the same way. I was like, oh, okay. But the only thing that did bother me is like, is the fact that we don't take allegations, like heinous allegations like that, serious. 
when it's a person of color. And that's what bothers me about a lot of people of color. It's like they think that I'm supposed to just agree with something that someone did because they're black mm-hmm. or I don't I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that Bill Cosby is <laughs> I can't say the man is innocent. I'm sorry. It just won't roll off my tongue. I think something was there. I don't know what because I wasn't there, but I'm not just going to roll with the punches because Bill Cosby's black. It's really a catch-22 when you get into these situations because, like, you want to believe the accusers and then you also want to believe that somebody wasn't capable of doing Mm -hmm. something like this. And then on top of that, because this is is a special case scenario because it was so long ago. Exactly. That it's like... And it like things like this sound terrible, but certain things that are not socially acceptable today were socially acceptable back, back in then. The day. So mm-hmm. like handing women quaaludes and telling them to take it was socially acceptable back in the day. Like all of them was doing it. Not saying it was right, but that's like that was the times. Just like shit, probably 10, 15 years ago, getting a woman drunk and having sex with a woman was acceptable. That's not acceptable today. You feel what I'm saying? Things yeah. things change over time and I'm not one to say somebody should be punished or not punished for something that was acceptable back then that became illegal now. I'm not the, you know, judge, jury, and executioner on that. I don't have no opinion on that. I don't know. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't know how that should go. But it's just everything is, everything, like, I don't have an opinion on it. Everything is just so, like, it's a lot. But here's my thing. It's a lot. History repeats itself, right? Mm -hmm. So even back in those times, white families were not ever accepting of black males mm-hmm. like we still go through that to this day mm-hmm. so you as a black man even in the 19 what the fuck ever mm-hmm. knew <laughs> me being with a white woman is not socially acceptable why would you even want to put yourself in that situation that's my thing all the free vagina in this world it had to come from a white woman i mean you know I'm not I don't even I don't even know because like I'm not going to sit here and express my views on, you know, white women or anything of that nature because I'm not like. But that's what most people are upset. That's what most people were were clapping about. Like, oh, okay, yeah, he ain't do it because you know how white women Um, are. Yeah. To me, that narrative just doesn't make sense. It's 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 everything is just sick. Everything, everything, everything is sick. And I guess back then because i guess segregation just became legal not too far i mean uh desegregation whatever you call it segregation was banned um you know not too many years prior that everybody could just be open and willing and free and usually when you're an adult you don't have to deal with parents so you know they're just you know they're just happy go lucky and having fun and he's having groupies and you know groupies is taking like they all taking drugs they're all drinking alcohol like and it's just one big blur like and that's how people was living back in the day just one big blur of drugs alcohol and sex whether consent was present or not only they know we don't know only they know you feel what i'm saying and it was so far long ago that these details like don't even matter anymore. like bro it's just <laughs> like it's like the longest game of telephone ever yeah. at this point like you can't even play a game of telephone with 20 people and get the same mm-hmm. answer you think we could play a game of telephone with something years that happened ago. 30 40 50 years ago and then every minute detail just be so perfect and so right like it's everything is just 
it's just a lot. It's a lot to process. It's a lot to digest. And people rushing to call somebody guilty or not guilty when facts are skewed and there's no real, like, there's evidence on the case, but some of the evidence don't match up to this and this is going on. Like, everything is ridiculous and the media plays a big part in this. It does. Every, like, every media outlet has a different agenda. Yo, I want him to be guilty. Yo, I want him to be innocent. Yo, we're just going to push our views on you, and we're going to purposefully omit things that are very important to the case so we can sway you this way because public, uh, public opinion is literally the judge, jury, and executioner when it comes to celebrities. If like, Bill Cosby would have got released and everybody was just like, oh, okay, cool. I probably wouldn't have been all right. But it was the fact that people were sitting here saying, oh, Bill Cosby got released. Let's release R. Kelly next. Like, okay, hold on. Pump your <laughs> now brakes. You, now you push it a whole Pump different narrative. So to me, you're basically saying that Bill Cosby is guilty. His guilty ass is out. So now let's let out another guilty ass rapist. Like, that's basically what you're saying. Pump, pump your R. Kelly brakes. is a full-blown <laughs> rapist. Like, brakes. there's Shut so up. much evidence yeah. against R. Kelly right yeah. now that I don't see how anyone, especially people yeah. with kids, will ever say, let R. Kelly out. Yeah. Now, granted, and I believe I said this when it was going on, uh, when uh, Surviving R. Kelly came out. The stuff that R. Kelly has, bo- has been doing in the, in the most recent years with the women that are of age... Like, what do you want us to do, right? They called for wellness checks. The women said they was good. Whether they was freaking, I don't even know what the term was, whether they was hypnotized or whatever have you, brainwashed, you feel me? Like, it it is what it is. These women are of age. They're within the legal age in the United States to make their own decisions, and this is the decision that they're making. So that makes it okay? no, No, let me finish. (laughs) Yeah, is it still is it is it a disgusting thing to be doing as a 50 something year old man yes it's disgusting it's horrible but within the law of the united states it's not illegal but morally and ethically it's a disgusting thing to do and you shouldn't be doing that now what he did with everything else that he got off for he should have been under the jail a long time ago like he shouldn't have he shouldn't have like, this shouldn't even be a conversation right now. He should have mm-hmm. been in jail. No bullshit. We should have been talking about, oh, shit, it's 2021. R. Kelly, get out soon. Like, that should have been the conversation we should be having right now from the shit that he did in fucking since the 90s. You feel me? So it's... only reason why I'm going to slightly... Keep that nigga in there. I'm going to slightly disagree with you because these women weren't... They weren't always of age. That's why I made it clear the ones that were of age. And to wrap this little point up that I had the ones that he kind of tried to groom when they were 17 to become 18 so he can do this that's fucking nasty too and that's illegal you can't do that shit that's wow. weird and you shouldn't I, be that's doing the part that. I was waiting for yeah, nah, like, I completely forgot on. the fact oh. I, I forgot that, that, that little tidbit that young. they was that he caught them when they was 17 and they turned 18 like next Younger year he was than grooming that, them. when they were yeah. like young and he was telling the families like yeah. I can make your child a like, star shit like you that like completely in my eyes that's kidnapping like you sold these kids a false dream it is like you didn't like, put them under your wing to help them you mm. put them under your wing and have sex with them yeah like, like that's, that's filth sick. that's literally filth. that is so sick you me? and you should be under the jail for shit like that I, I, I just 
I can't. Now, if we're talking music, which we have on the show numerous times, then my stance is definitely different. But morally, yeah. as a person, R. Kelly is <laughs> morally as a yeah, he's a <laughs> horrible, sick individual, and he should have been under the jail a long time ago. That's why. But you know, and everybody around him too. They yeah. all going to hell. They was all complicit in his nastiness. Damn, people yeah. really sell their souls for dollars, though. That's crazy. Yeah, man. that's literally what it is. They sell their soul for dollars. They feel like that's what it takes to make it. No. Yo, let me tell you, yo, you don't got to sell your soul to make it. I promise you, you don't. Like, you can still have integrity and yeah, have man. everything that you would always do yeah, in your life. Like, it's been done. Nipsey yeah. Hussle, God rest his soul. It's, J. Cole. You can Kendrick. always you can always have your integrity. But those are the people that besides Nipsey that we don't really pay attention to. You know what it is they're too? considered to be boring. They don't people don't uh people don't want like the grind to get there is real ugly. Mm-hmm. Like it's not pretty. Yeah. Like if you look at everybody that you just named, if you look at their story, it took them mad long to mm-hmm. get on, you feel me? But once they were able to get on, they built it to where they don't have to do anything they don't want to do. You'll never see J. Cole do something that he don't want to do, mm-hmm. ever. You'll never see Kendrick do something that he don't want to do. Nipsey did his, Nipsey's entire career, he did this shit his own way. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? So you can always make it with and, and keep your integrity. Granted, if you want to sell your integrity away, go ahead. You'll make it a little bit faster, but you'll just be a puppet for everybody. Like, they just know that there's a dollar amount attached to you. And for the right price, you'll do whatever they ask you to. You'll sell your family out for the right price. You feel me? If I could pick anybody that I would, like, want to be, like, in the game, it probably would be Master P. Master like, P did what he had Master to do. Master P is still doing what he got to do. First yeah. of all, those kids are well-groomed. Like, yeah. they are well-groomed. They are set for life. And that's what shit in their own name, apart mm-hmm. from what it is that their father is doing. Yeah. And not only that, that mean I was watching the Breakfast Club interview, and the shit that he was saying, it was just like, yo, you could really create your own lane. Like, you don't have to stay in the same lane forever. And once you create your own lane and you do it the right way, you really could just chill. Like, he could just chill. He did that shit in music. I remember watching an Unlimited documentary uh, a few months ago, like, in the middle of quarantine or something. And he literally did that show in music. Like, he moved from uh, Louisiana to the Bay or something and just put that sound in the Bay, even though, like, they wasn't really feeling him at first. Mm-hmm. He kept doing it. Then a couple years later, he has his own – the No Limit sound is a thing. Like, you right. know No Limit producers. You know the No Limit beats. You, like, you know all of that stuff. Yeah. So it's like you can always carve out your own lane in whatever – like, whatever space that you have. And he just expanded yeah, shout out to shout out to him for being an uh, for what I from what I see an amazing father. Like yeah, I I seen somewhere his uh his youngest son Hersey Miller yeah. just got the uh two million dollar mm-hmm. uh likeness deal with uh, a company because he's a basketball player. I forget where, but he got a two million dollar uh like likeness deal. I believe he from, goes to HBCU. Doesn't yeah, he? I believe so. So. Shout out to Master P because Master P is doing it as much fun as as much fun as uh, people making Romeo. Romeo's well off well too. Well groomed also. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his it's just it's the popularity contest, you know, when it comes to certain people. So yeah. he fell a little short to Bow Wow, and people just hold on to shit. <laughs> and you know, but at the end of the day, Romeo's good. Yeah. Like his father has taught him to invest in shit beyond what people normally invest, like liquor. Yeah. All the celebrities invest in liquor. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it's at, actually. <laughs> liquor. He like, is exactly be like, yo, this is something different. This man said he got his own fish batter. That's some shit I would want to try. Like, yeah. oh shit, he got his own fish batter. Like, 
what what that tastes like? Thing, things that's super duper duper common in everyday life, yeah. but people cup don't think noodles. of. He got his own cup noodles. Juice, simple. chips, wrap snacks. Wrap snacks are amazing, first of all. Yeah, wrap snacks is really They're good. They're good as fuck. Like, shit that people actually need in their lives and will spend the money on. I mean, yeah. we spend money on liquor, too, but that that's not a necessity. Like, you it's need not. food. Yeah. You got to eat. Yeah, for real. <laughs> your kids need snacks. Like... And imagine your kid, like, imagine what it do to your child's psyche to when you get them, you get them a bag of chips and, like, it's their favorite artist on there. Exactly. And they black just like them. Like, imagine what it do mm-hmm. to their psyche, you feel me? Like, mm-hmm. just little things like that. Yeah. It's I'm, go I'm a long way. I'm all in with that. Yeah. I'm totally all in with that. And I definitely still want to try that fish fry because it's probably, <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> probably does hit. But speaking of little yeah. Romeo, uh, Soldier Boy and Bow Wow just had their versus battle the day. Did you watch yeah. it? Uh, no, nah, I didn't catch it. I caught bits and pieces of it because you know I was I was out, bro. I was out. I'm Listen, sorry. Outside is not that important. I was, <laughs> Listen, I was, I, was watch. Chill. I was catching it while I was outside, or like I was poolside with it to my ear type shit. You feel me? Like, well, who you was going for? Bow Wow. No, oh, I was going for Soldier Boy. <laughs> we, we we always differ when it comes to music. Yo, anyway, fun fact about me growing up: my favorite rapper was Bow Wow. Mm. Easily, my favorite rapper was Bow Wow. That's cool. Easily. I like Bow Wow. I, Easily, I that was definitely bro. my era. I had all the Bow Wow CDs. Like, like Mike was my movie for the longest. Bow Wow really had the streets. My thing is the most important era of our lives was our middle school, like high school, middle school, high school years. Like right. that was like when you started getting into yourself. That was our formative that Soldier Boy era was unmatched. Going to Skate 22, having on the colorful leg warmers with the bangles with your name belt on, lighting up. Joyce, Le- all my girls know, Joyce Leslie's, Mandy's, like, come on. Soldier Boy era was so unmatched. The Bow Wow era, we couldn't do shit. We not go nowhere. We were sitting in our room thinking about little boys that we couldn't even go see because <laughs> our parents were strict. Like, how fun. <laughs> like, let's just be honest here. Like, Listen, yeah, the the Soldier Boy era was mad cool. It was mad cool. We was, we got hits out of the Soldier Boy era. We got dances. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? That was so fun. It was. That was so fun it to was. me. It was, but you know, mm-hmm. Bow Wow still my man, and he still got probably one of my top ten favorite songs ever. Fresh as I'm is, right, Lil Romeo diss. Little Romeo dish, you feel me? Great song, great song. You feel what I'm saying? But that was a, it was a solid battle though. From what I seen, was. it was a solid battle. It just shows Bow Wow definitely is legendary, which we know. Mm-hmm. Um, he do so a lot of corny shit online, but you know. Yeah, and maybe that plays a part too. Why? Yeah, one hundred percent. But Soldier Boy though, he's very marketable, which I like because that's important now. Like Bow Wow's to me is not that marketable anymore. Like. When you going in front of a group of kids and you like, they don't know who I am and nobody's paying you any mind, like that's really embarrassing for number one. For for your stature of being legendary, they should have been so fucking geek to see Bow Wow. Yeah. But let that have been Soldier Boy, those kids would have went crazy. Soldier Boy is like the internet mogul right now. He's yeah. just funny as shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how Soulja Boy became marketable. Cause like by himself. Yeah, cause it's like <laughs> when you looked at Soldier Boy and his growth throughout the years, it's like when he first came out, most marketable dude ever. Because mm-hmm. feel me, he had all the big colorful clothes, mm-hmm. the shades that say Soldier Boy on it, real marketable, everything marketable. Then all of a sudden he started getting tattoos, tatted his face, became unmarketable mm-hmm. at all to everything. Started doing a whole bunch of wild stuff, and then now today it's like. 
he's like captain marketable kind of thing. He had like to you build could throw him everywhere. Up, and that's what I respect about him. Like he fell on a hard time, but he didn't let that stop where his career needed to go. Right. Nicki Minaj, you got one of the biggest rap, female rap artists always supporting you. Nicki Minaj just hopped on a, yet another track of his, which to other people is probably like, who gives a fuck? But that's Nicki Minaj. Like yeah. when I heard her say her spill on the um the verses, I'm like, damn, you know what? Nicki probably really sees something in him. For her to keep on um yeah. supporting everything it is that he do, it's like you have to see something in him. Cause she could have just took that itty bitty piggy and fucking ran with it. <laughs> like she really could have. That's how that's how legendary Nicki is. She don't need to stay around. Yeah, Drake too. Fine. Drake yeah. was in the shit. Like, damn, yeah. you know, like I'd have so, showed up for this. Soldier, like, yeah, bro. Mad love. He literally commented like, "Bro, I'd have showed up for this if you called me." Like, you exactly. feel me? If Drake would have came out, he probably Soldier Boy would automatically won. I don't think so. Nah, he'd automatically won. If you got, if you get so. Drake to come out the house, you win automatically. If you get Drake to leave the embassy, you win. Mm. Granted, he's in the middle of like a press run right now, but if you get Drake to leave the embassy. That would have been definitely nice to see. Yeah, imagine Drake up there performing, nigga, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter what Bow Wow played. It'd have been over. It'd have been, it'd pack it up. And honestly, night, night. that Breakfast Club interview kind of helped boost Soldier Boy, too. Because that shit was like, Drake. Every, everything he said, like, you reference it back to that Breakfast Club interview. Stole my whole swag, stole my whole flow, <laughs> word for word, Tell ball me, for ball. It was really going on. <laughs> Yo. He really sat up there and rapped that shit. Like, we had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah. He got Charlemagne the guy, like, oh, that was you. <laughs> Come on, man. That's that was the no. most funniest interview, honestly. <laughs> Even the lives. He was like, "Bow wow, you sell do rags. I got lemonade." <laughs> nah, that was that. Was, both of them are great marketing minds and geniuses, though, because they know how no. to sell a battle, and they sold that battle. They sold. Definitely. They were selling it for like two mm-hmm. months. They sold it, mm-hmm. and we bought it. <laughs> we bought everything. Honestly, that was probably one of the best verses I've seen besides um, Gucci and. Um, Jeezy. Yeah. There was another versus that came on too. Oh, uh Keep Sweat and uh Bobby mm. Brown. I clicked on that one late. Mm. <laughs> you know that's not Mm-mm. my uh You know you know that's my bop. R and B head over. I'm R and B man. Shout out to Keep Sweat, yo. <laughs> so he was Keith outside sweat. for his generation. But when it came to the older generation, nah, I got listen, bro. I got listen, bro. I got to sit my ass down, bro. They could teach you a thing or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So oh. who who um who won that? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, because simply because of the song placements, Keith Sweat might have edged him out mm-hmm. because Bobby didn't play like Roni yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he didn't play a lot of stuff, bro. He played that for like after the twenty. So I'm like, bro, come on, son. Come on, Bobby. Yeah, but Keith Sweat was up there. Like, Keith Sweat still look good. You feel what I'm saying? He's still in shape. He can still sing. You feel what I'm saying? Bobby yeah, was up there. Real big. Mm-hmm. But Bobby was doing dance moves, though. I saw. Bobby was, was doing dance so. moves. I was happy to see Bobby, especially <laughs> for all that Bobby's been through in his entire life. You feel me? Yeah. It, it just felt good to see Bobby in good spirits up there, being happy and being celebrated. Feel what I'm saying? But yes. Oh my yeah. God, he's been through a lot. Yeah, he's been through a lot. But shout out to Bobby, man. He 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 showed up and he showed out. Yeah, definitely. Well, we are almost out of time, but we did cover a lot today. Yeah, free poo shiesty. <laughs> free poo shiesty. I mean. Yo, we ain't even 
even we didn't even get to touch on free Shisey. free Pusha T. Yeah, man. Real, free, real quick, free real that quick. innocent man, yo. What makes Ain't you think Pusha T. Nothing. innocent? Nothing. Just something. <laughs> just something to say. It's <laughs> <laughs> just something cool to say. Show my support. Be with you, my good brother. Shout free Pusha T. So Come. the story is that Pusha T. Uh, got indicted. Am I right on um robbery charges? Yeah. For uh. For <sighs> On robbery charges for posting money that he allegedly took from mm-hmm. the robbery. So basically what happened was allegedly there was a robbery, somebody was robbed, and one <laughs> of the one of the bills that was found at the crime scene. It was scene, only one? I think it was one or like they they found I, they found a, a dollar uh, a dollar bill at the crime scene. And that serial number matched up with the serial numbers on the other bills that was to his ear on the money phone. And that's how they linked that together. Okay, so I will have to see the picture of the money phone before I go like make yeah. the judgment. Like if the I don't know if it was a picture or a video or this way. Yeah. How, how can you see? Like where's the where's Listen, the I don't know if it was a picture or a video or what have you, but I'm just gonna take this time to say publicly that the police are on the internet okay they have been i know like we think that oh my god the police they'll never use the internet to come find no you have a whole unit for that yo (laughs) a whole unit this the police have been on the internet since about 2014 yo and they've been actively using your instagrams your twitters your facebook's any social media that you have to catch you like they're bringing up your transcripts in court like on a big screen for everybody to see you snitching on yourself feel what i'm saying so do not put anything incriminating on the internet please 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 because it will be used against you and these people especially if you're in hip-hop they are waiting for you there's such thing as the hip-hop police they are waiting for you so please 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 be smart be legal and have a good set of people around you that can guide you in the right direction. Ooh, didn't, Please. Um, didn't Chameleonaire try to warn us of the hip-hop police? Y'all yes. Yes. Years ago. <laughs> hip-hop Years. <laughs> Years, bro. history. <laughs> Years, bro. You really remember that. That's crazy. That used to be Years, <laughs> Years. But he didn't lie. He didn't, bro. It's been going on since back then, but you feel me? Social media wasn't that prevalent. It wasn't going to pull up your myspace and not now only, not only even like social media police you got people out here waiting to turn your ass in literally for a little bit of nothing a little bit um, of nothing we seen it god rest his soul pop smoke just being young and careless and not thinking about what you put on the internet you got a little bit of money you want to flex what happens people come somebody that's hating <laughs> Decided to come and kill you for a little bit of nothing. A little like, bit of nothing you for have a couple to be dollars. Very, 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 very careful. More private. Like, I don't understand what's so wrong about being private. Damn, bro. Like, I, bro, privacy is the best thing in the it's world, son. It's so <laughs> I love gorgeous. It. <laughs> like, people not knowing what you do, not knowing where you're going, not Ooh, just not man. knowing the most intimate and important details of your life. Yep. It's so amazing. Yeah. So, so, so amazing. So, please, everybody be safe. Please monitor what you post yes. on the internet, especially if you're living a life that is not within the confines of the legal structure of the United States of America. 
please, 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 please watch <laughs> what you do. That was good, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm Kate Simone. Alongside me, I have my main man, Ali John. And you guys have just tuned in to yet another episode of Champions Corner here at our home base of LRM Network. We are 